Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And on today's show, we will talk about the power of the booty, get into body parts and all that other thing. And um, this is going to be uh, a show that starts a little later than usual. I apologize for that. I did have an obligation that kept me from starting at my normal time of 9 p.m. Eastern. But, you know, we're still going to get it in. So in the meantime, let me explain how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q 
to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio number 754 will go ahead and kick off. Let me go to the phone lines, to the 601 area code, and Magnolia State of Mississippi. Welcome on the man, the myth, the show legend, dubbed as the Minister of Social Affairs, Eminem, what's going on, bro? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Not too much, man. Not too much. Me and you going to go ahead and get this thing kicked off, man. Oh, I figured okay. this would be a, a topic that you would definitely enjoy, bro. Um, being a man of your former profession. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Eminem, we know everywhere we look on social media, we see a big button to smile. Now, it may be some advertisement for clothing, or maybe just someone flaunting a new profile pic. And we men eat it up. All right, no pun intended. Men are faded with the shape of women's bodies. Now, of course, that's been the case since the beginning of time, but now, Every day, it seems like it turns into more of an obsession. It's very easy for men to access photos of bodies on the Internet, and, you know, sometimes we tend to overindulge. The end is that we get a visual in our head of what we think an attractive woman should be. Now, does that make us not appreciate an everyday woman because we're fascinated by the campaign models? I mean, that's what we'll get into this evening. But, Eminem, first question, and let me um, also throw out there, uh, for those listening, there's not going to be a, a tweet chat going on tonight. So, uh, yeah, don't look for that. It's not a tweet chat tonight. But Eminem, the first question, man, is why do women love big butts? I mean, excuse me, why do men love women with big butts? Why do we fall in love and get obsessed with the big booties? And, of course, you know, we can probably only speak culturally from our standpoint, but I think everyone's kind of getting on board now. Well, uh well, for one, you know, with 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 us, meaning us as in, you know, most African American or uh, Pan Africans or uh, uh, Caribbeans or uh, Africans or whatever, uh, that's 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 how it's been from from the you know from the time of existence. However, to bring everything up to speed, like now, well, just to kind of make my point even stronger, I throw something out. Mm, it was. Maybe uh, Lola Falana, Lena Horn, uh, bring it up to the seventies. You got uh, Pam Greer and um, uh, yes, Lola. Well, right, well, well, Lone and Thelma from Good Times, and uh, in the eighties you had uh, Officer Trudy Brown, Olivia Brown, or whatever from uh, Miami Vice, um, and somebody, somebody good I'm missing. Oh, like uh, what's her name? Uh, Shaka Khan, and you know, just kind of more voluptuous, shapely women. You know, uh, you know, back in the fifties, you know, even on the white side, you got Marilyn Monroe, size ten, thick as hell. You know, so um, all of that's kind of like been stuff that's been culturally known in our locker rooms, barber shops, and stuff like that. And and then here comes. Two inventions. First invention kind of hit us at the, 
when we were starting to get in our peak. It's called videos, music videos, you know, and when, when rap kind of went sort of not just mainstream but kind of around the globe, so to speak, so mix a lot put it down, you know. Then, you know, Luke started putting it down for the South. And so now Hollywood don't tell you what your models look like. We starting to see people pick their own models, right? Now, feel me now. I'm coming, bringing it up to speed. All right? That gone for a span of 15 years strong. Now, here come the, mm-hmm. you know, the global Internet where, you know, everybody's using it and whatever. So now you got uh, easier marketing certain entrepreneurs, you know, now here come, you know, uh, King Magazine with their own cover girls and centerfolds and stuff like that. Of course, you know, I can't leave out the Jet Beauty. That, that's been there for centuries. Page 43 to be exact for a long time. But, uh, and, uh, you know, XXL came out. And, you know, now you got the onslaught of the, of the actual title of Video Vixen. Now you can actual have contests where you actually look for the, all these women with these voluptuous attributes. Now, bring it up to social media and you know, you, you got the YouTube and all this. So now you're getting hit with multiple people that don't even have names no more because there's so many of them. And they've been there all the time. Right. But when we were when we were younger because there wasn't a lot of ways to exploit that you know, other than catching a certain chick on a TV show or black exploitation film or something like that, then the closest thing that you're going to see is, is, is Daisy off Dukes of Hazard or something. I mean, it, it ain't going to be, it ain't going to be, uh, what, what, what we knew exists in the hoods and, and rural areas, especially forever, which was very, very voluptuous women. You know, that used to be the, the the running joke about you know why you should go to a black college and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but the obsession now is really not an obsession. It's just basically uh, rebellion, man. It's pretty much like uh, kind of like the the um, the the same as something we talked about on the show before with with politics. But definitely not to get into politics, but how. You know, now everybody has a voice. Everybody has a platform. That's why, you know, Bernie Sanders damn near won and stuff like that, and Barack Barack got elected. It's the same thing with this. Nobody's telling you what the image of your idea of a a fantasy woman should look like. So now we have them everywhere, and nobody's controlling what we – well, not just we, but nobody's controlling what – the mainstream perception of what a beautiful woman should look like and her attributes. You know, so now somebody say Kim Kardashian, the baddest broad, then, you know, now nobody can say she's not. See what I'm saying? (laughs) Let me, let me, let me ask you this. I mean, you make some good points, but when you mentioned something, when you mentioned Daisy Duke a little while ago, and I thought back to my childhood and, you know, coming up in, in in the seventies and eighties, and, you know, you would see people on TV, you would see them in a magazine every blue moon, or maybe you would even see them at a poster, on a poster or something. And to you, they were, like, glamorous and good-looking. But as you got older, as computers came more in the mix, and you were able to go online, you kind of realized that 
hey, there are women out there who aren't famous who actually look better than some of the ones who are. Yeah, and I think social, social media <laughs> promotes that, and that's why we have Instagram models because they're models who never made it to TV, but because of how they look, they're actually in a roundabout way just as, if not more, famous than some of the celebrities we see. You think social media is the, the, the main cause of that? Oh, uh, all day. Because, like I say, it, it it gives a real unbiased voice to what popularity truly is. You know, it's just like, you know, you, you're not uh, you're not gonna just get famous because you know you sleeping with some Hollywood mogul. He said, okay, you're gonna be the face of beauty. You're gonna be the face of this company. Now, if they put your ass out there and they put this other chick out there, you know, fine as hell from the projects, and you got, you know, 700 likes and her ass got 7,000 likes, well, it speaks for itself. <laughs> it's unbiased, you know. And then, of course, uh, when uh, when the li- women's liberal movement just kind of destroyed beauty contests and stuff, it turned to talent shows, it's like, well, Chicks winning just because they raised the most money or, you know, they could uh, play the piano and all that. And I'm not knocking talent, but, no, that ain't what a traditional beauty uh, contest pageant used to be. But they said that was sexist. So, uh, basically, social media just righted or wrong. You know, you can be dumb as hell, but if you're beautiful, I mean, you're just beautiful. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's Uh, Well. Bootiful, I guess, for the topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me ask this question. Is society too fascinated with big butts? You know, social media pictures, reality show women, magazine covers. Are we too over the top with it? Well, um, the reason for that is is marketability. You know, somebody probably in a foreign country figured out that if I can – get y'all to, you know, buy, you know, extensions and have either implants put in your ass or these padded booty girdle things or whatever, then if there's a market for that and people actually buy them. Well, matter of fact, let me give a history lesson on that. Actually, there's nothing new about that. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Gold Metal Magazine, but it's like a old, old, low-budget type uh, black magazine that just said number like, hair products and all that, it's just gold metal. You know, it's just nothing fancy about it. But gold metal probably been around for 50 years probably. And um, it's nothing that you would walk in a supermarket, even back in the day, and find. You know, it's just something that you find a little small ad in the back of an Ebony magazine, and then you send it in, and they'll start sending them to you. They used to, uh, black women, especially in the rural areas that uh, did hair and stuff, used to buy, like, straightening combs and that type of shit from there. But anyway... Gold medal, you can look at any gold medal. They had like padded butt girdles and all that shit even back in the day. So, but it was it was not marketed that way. See what I'm saying? So now, when you got stuff like, um, uh, you know, thanks to Shawnee O'Neal, you know, I I normally don't have nothing good to say about it, but I will say that Shawnee O'Neal should get a percentage of of most of this because when she introduced the world to basketball wives. Um, that kind of set the tone for younger chicks that's trying to get a meal ticket. Like, you know, it kind of played out with chicks, you know, just dating guys who were in the military. I mean, 
you know, people figured out that uh, military stability, but shit, ain't no money like, you know, professional sports, you know, so especially like the NBA with a guaranteed contract. So if you can get, you know, pregnant by a guy like that. So basically what Shawnee did was gave all these hoes, you know, of course, most people pretty much familiar with basketball-wise, even if they don't watch it, they're pretty familiar with it. But one commonality all of them had, all of them tend to be very, you know, shapely women, you know, regardless of what color they was. Even if it was a white girl on that, she going to have a certain attribute that's dominant, which is usually a butt and breast and shit. So that set a market for all that stuff. So once that market was set, then – the obsession really with men it never went away it never went higher or lower. It just more women got on board. You know, more women got on board with that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Let me get back to the phone lines. To the eight five zero to bring on the man in black, making his way to the ring, the homie Buck. What's up, man? What up, what up? Happy New Year to everybody. What's up? Happy New Year, dog. Happy New Year to you, too, as well, sir. And, uh, all right, Bucks, I'll throw the question to you, man. Are we too obsessed with big booties in today's society? You know what? I think think emphasis has been, been, been put on the ass because, you know, now... You know, I think with with all the problems with breast implants and things of that nature that have come about throughout the years, um, now big gluteus maximuses are more important. I think, you know, I think it really, you know, I think the emphasis kind of came out a little bit when J-Lo kind of, you know, she she didn't have the big rack, but she had the big nice ass. Um, You know, J-Lo kind of, you know, kind of went through that, and maybe we can go back as far as Sir Mix-a-Lot, you know, that started that kind of like that booty craze, so to speak. So I think when when he, Sir Mix-a-Lot did that, that kind of transcended people starting, you know, starting to look at the ass more instead of the rack. So, you know, and it crossed ethnic lines as well because, you know, we all know black women got had nice asses for years, for centuries. And then all of a sudden, you know, white women start you know, you go to the club or go to the grocery store, gas station or something, you look out and you go, Man, that girl's an asshole, huh? You know. And next thing you know, you it, it became commonplace. So I think yeah, and I think now that the emphasis is on the ass and not necessarily the breast. But you don't think it's an overemphasis? Well, <laughs> I don't think it. I, you know, I don't. I, I would say it probably might be. It may be a little bit of overemphasis because I'm a tit man myself. But now I catch myself as I've gotten older. I'm looking up. I mean, I be checking that checking that ass out too now. Because you know, back in the day, it didn't mean that much. But now, it means a little something now. You know, I'm like, hmm. No, it feels a little bit better when they got a bunch of ass back there. So I'm, I'm kind of taking the Eminem approach to this, as you can tell. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's, there's some there's more emphasis now than it ever has. I don't, you know, and not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. <laughs> all right. 
So, so Eminem is social media saturation of the quote unquote perfect booty, giving men unrealistic expectations when it comes to physical attractiveness. Uh, well, now that that's one that it might, if anything, it might have an effect on maybe younger girls who are not developed or they real skinny or something like that. They might have it, but guys, I mean, we we pretty much always been the same. I mean, pretty much guys been the same since the caveman era. It's just that, you know, you know, social media just, you know, it just brought the, you know, the the stuff we was doing all all the time anyway. Just made it, you know, just had a click of a button. But, you know, shit, guys would, you know, drive miles and miles looking for a damn, you know, porno video store or something like that in the in the aisle with the. Baddest chicks, uh, what used to be back in the day, uh, Ebony Eyes and Purple Passion and, you know, Heather Hunter, all them, that would be the ones that would sell out the fastest. And way back in the day, Vanessa Del Rio and the niggas was chicken it out because, you know, she was, I think, Brazilian, but, you know, she had a shape out this world. So, you know, so the internet just made all that stuff, even though the subject's not porn, but the internet just made all that just a click of a button. So as far as the obsession part, as far as the guys, nah, it's not a obsession. It's more like a a convenience, you know. It's just like instead of going to some underground club to buy liquor during Prohibition, you know, once Prohibition been removed, I mean, you know, now you can just drink in public. So all it did was shit that we was thinking about all the time just made it, even closer and, and easier to access, you know, your Apple Watch or whatever you got. Look down and say, "Ooh, damn, look at that there. You know, you don't have to wait and jump on the elevator at the same time that the finest chick in the building get on and try to time that shit out. You know, all this shit guys do that, you know, we all have that little inside thing that we do <laughs> that's real funny, you know, uh, shit, you know, the, even coming up, man, it's always going to be one usher that's, Dressed tighter than the other one or something, so you know you get you walk in a little bit later just so you know she can show you to your seat. And once you sit down, you get to get a quick glance right quick. You know I don't want to give up all the trade secrets, but you know you know y'all know how we do it. But uh, but uh, but as far as the you know the pressure or whatever, you know it's probably more so on uh you know younger females who want to look like that. Okay. Eminem, what, man, Buck, what do you think, man? You think there's an unrealistic approach um, to what, because of some of the stuff we see in social media, because, you know, we see that, that woman with the, the small waist and the round thing in your face and you get sprung, you know, do twerk videos and stuff like that. And you get mesmerized, <laughs> so to speak. So does that make you see just an everyday Sally Housecoat, and you like a girl next door, and you're like, man, you know, she really ain't doing nothing for me. Well, you got to think about it like this. I mean, any grown ass man that you know wants somebody, you know, wants a woman, they really don't want one that got an ass damn big that you can set, set a damn wine glass on and keep the rain off of you. You sit up under. <laughs> I mean, so. I mean, let's be realistic. You don't want titties so damn big that you can, you know, keep keep your head dry either. I mean, you want something, you know, you want that 36, 24, 36 if you can find it, okay? 
if it's if if a lady has a little bit more of one thing more than uh, a little bit less than another, okay, you may be a little bit of trade off. But the thing is, is that I mean, in all actuality, you don't want one that's you know you don't want something that everybody else is going to be admiring as well as yourself. Okay, so women out there that's listening to this, let's. I mean, I'm just telling you, be you know, I'm trying to be real on this. So. I mean, I don't need you to get a damn breast breast augmentation and an ass augmentation to look like a damn Barbie doll or, you know, whatever. But, I mean, because really, you know, a lot of, a lot of sometimes, I mean, yeah, it's nice to look at, but if it's too much, then you get talked about anyway. They're going to say, man, you got too much, you know. You ain't going to be able to do nothing with all that. You know, get lost up in it. So, I mean, within reason, but, I mean, you got to keep keep the expectations real. I mean, all these people out there, there's so much stuff out there now with the surgeries and all this kind of stuff to make your ass bigger, make your tits bigger or whatever. And, you know, women, unfortunately, you know, they think they have to change their, their look, you know, so nobody else, well, you know, so if they have a man, nobody else will take their man. It's not about that. So there are some unrealistic expectations, and I think that social media has kind of made that worse to an all-time high. And that's why you see all the, you know, I mean, that's why you see all these damn plastic surgery places all over the place. And you can make yourself look like you go from a chick to a chimp in no time. Because so many people that get out of damn surgery, oh my God, dude, some of these jokers look like monsters. But uh, I, I tell you what. But hold on, I got two questions, and one I want to throw to Eminem. Eminem, what he said about not wanting a woman that everyone looks at, do you agree with that? Oh, no, nah, man. You, you want the showpiece. That's the, you know, you got to make your Cadillac look good, you know. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, that used to be the thing that, you know, they had most of us you know, uh, playing football hurt and shit like that because everybody knew that, you know, the, the more you did, you know, none of us had no money. So, shit, that wasn't an option. So the better you could play a sport or something like that, the better chick you could land. So that's pretty much like I always been the law of the land so much. You know, it's like, you know, you pretty much did what your resources allowed you to do. Like, you know, if, if a guy had a job at McDonald's, well, you know, um, it don't mean, you know, your chick going to be just a, the average chick, but, you know, you usually going to know what's coming with that. Well, if you, you know, become a professional athlete or a rapper or something like that, well, pretty much, you know, your showpiece going to, you, you know, you got to have something to match your bling. So that's kind of the thing that's always been the unwritten rule there. But now what it really did now I tell you who had to step their game up, and, and fellas, you know, correct me if you, you know, if, if you disagree, but I know y'all are gonna agree. Ever since the social media done came along with, uh, you know, these over glamorized, you know, voluptuous women, that's everyday women that's starting to be stars. You can't open no strip club up now with a bunch of chicks with just like they've been ran through and they just up on the stage naked now. If you got a club that's, you know, that you expect to be halfway successful, man, it, it's so competitive. It's like now it's just like shit, you know. It's almost like, 
you almost like going to like a you have to you know kind of like how a, a, a poetry club is or something. They still around, but they not mainstream like some kind of rap concert. So you know, uh, I never thought I'd say it, but uh, see it, but uh, you know, just the the run of the mill truck stop slash hole in the wall type, you know, strip club strippers, that shit is almost a thing of the past. Now these look like a bunch of, you know, video vixens that down on their look. All of them look, you know, shapely or whatever, you know. So I think that that really made the market for that increase because, you know, you can't just put anybody on stage no more. So that did change. I, I could see that. Okay, okay. And, um, I mean, overall, I'm, I'm I'm thinking for the most part, and then to also follow up on something Buck said when he said women don't have to have these surgeries and things of that nature, I agree with him. However, I think the reason why women are getting these surgeries is because of our reaction when we see these women that have it naturally, so to speak, you know? When we see this stuff on social media, when we see uh, women on TV, and all that stuff, I think that's what makes some women get it because they want that attention as well. And uh, that's also part of the issue. That's why surgeries are um, are so prevalent as it is. I mean, it started that way with breast in the 80s, and now it's graduated to booties. Now, unfortunately, everybody can't do booties right, but then again, I guess everybody can't do breasts right either. But when it looks bad, it looks bad. But for the ones that look good, I mean, women make a killing off of it. So you know they doing lips too, man. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, yeah. you know. Uh, and they fucking them up too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Ooh, we. Man, that's and ironically, some of these stars. Ooh, they're looking bad. Ironically, they're doing anything that makes people look black, but we won't get into that. That's another show. Right. That's um, another show by itself. So Eminem, what some as a guy? What are some perks to a woman having that nice rump on her? You know, what what benefits does she have from that? Since so many women want to have it, what I mean, what are some of the the things they may expect to get from that? Oh my goodness, I don't even know where to start. Uh, something as simple as free drinks for life to, uh, you know, you know, pay for <laughs> vacations if you're willing to go. You know, it all depends on the how deep the nigga pockets is. You know, so. Um, because like I say, man, you know, I know it's cliche to say, you know, it's what's on the inside account and all that stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Somebody looking for a wife, but, uh, you know, most guys don't think like that. Even the ones that, that, that don't say it, they don't think like that. You know, most motherfuckers going to react to something physical first. And, um, you know, people in marketing and, and these big corporate advertisers, oh, they understand that concept and I always have, you know, um, Kind of like uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but way back in the '60s, the movie that was uh, Jim Brown and Raquel Welch started. You know, she was like a uh, a, a well-known, uh, you know, actress or whatever. The white, and, you know, he was a uh, probably one of the most revered black guys who ever lived. You know, even past his age, decorate, de- uh, you know, the decades of him being in his prime, so that that was all marketing. So it's the same thing, you know, shit, yeah. you know. Um, what movie was uh, that? One hundred oh, rifles. 
I think it was. It was like, yeah, it was kind of so like a Western so. or something. But, you know, and yeah, uh, even coming up to, uh, even coming up to, you know, um, you know, New Jack City or whatever, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Nino's, you know, his main chick, she was pretty, but but it's kind of like what Buck said. She was more like somebody that, you know, that, that you would see, though. She was pretty with a, you know, average body wasn't bad. But then you got Shanique Uniqua, shit, you know, she, you know, she ghetto as hell and sucking on blow pops and round ass and all that shit. And, you know, so that that just set the whole movie off on a whole nother track. You know, she started fucking Nino and Gino G-Money got jealous and, you know, so it just, you know, that, but that's, it sounds crazy, but that's kind of how it go. So women who like seeking attention, they, they understand that, you know, Especially in the workplace, if you ever worked around a lot of women, you know, you hear them talking about somebody bad, well, you ain't got to even wonder what they look like. She's going to be the, either have, you know, she's going to be real pretty or she's going to be fine as hell. Because if you hear somebody say, that bitch thinks she's something. Ooh, boy, I can't wait to see her because I already know she look good. So, <laughs> right, right. You know, so, <laughs> so when, uh, when, when these chicks, you know, get some finance about themselves and just say if they not, you know, uh, well, uh, so many black women naturally have some shape about them. Most most black women just need to, you know, lose a little weight or something like that and it, it'll show up better. But most of them kind of have it anyway. And then, you know, you got, you know, uh, people from other cultures, man, they kind of learn how to like, okay, if you're too broke to get the surgery or don't want to go that route, you know, they got these 30-day squat challenge and, challenge and all this stuff and it's like well the results you know if that shit is you know ain't fake you know some of that shit is working so you got all this but it kind of go back to what was said you know it's all about the reaction you know so the same way guys know hoes gonna react to 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 cash well women know to get the cash they have to make you react so it's it's a it's a even trade-off you know you know Man, okay. man, 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 man. And, and man, for the record, a lot of, I want to say for the record, a lot of people don't know Raquel Welch was Hispanic. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know she that. Was Hispanic. Yeah, her, that's not even her real name. Her real name is it's a Mexican name. I can't think of what it is. But uh, Oh, so that's like that, 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 that BS from back in the day before shit was, you know, truly uh, equal where they have people posing. They wouldn't use real people, you know. <laughs> okay, wow, yeah, man, that's yeah, that's tough. Act white if you're gonna get an acting job. So it kind of like you pass yeah. yourself off for white if you could. But mm-hmm. that's another show. So, um, all right, so Buck, you heard you heard Eminem mention some of the pros of a, some of the perks of a woman having a nice behind. What are some of the cons? What's some of the downside to having just and I'm not just stressing women with big butts. I mean, women that just have better than average. You know, I mean, we have a lot of average everything in the world. We're talking about the women who are in the upper echelon. And if you Some haven't clicked on my show page, yet, my show page will show you a few examples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of the women, some of the women that have that that more than average, they get talked about too because there's a lot of jealousy that's involved from the women that don't have 
um, because they're jealous of them because they do have their clothes fit better. Um, even if they're not trying to be sexy, they still fit better. Um, you know, they get more guys than, than the ones that don't have it, you know. And so that's, that's, you know, they're always getting talked about in a negative light, even though they're fine, pretty, sexy, whatever, you know, cause they got more equipment than the women that don't, um, it, it can also get you some unwarranted, um, you know, sexual harassment, catcalling, whatever, because you got some more. Because some of us guys, you know, we, well, all of us guys, I ain't going to say some of us, all of us, we're attracted when we see some of that stuff sometimes. And, you know, you know, we say some things we probably shouldn't say. I mean, we know sexual harassment is one of them things that's, you know, that's on a hot topic of conversation. But sometimes we can't help ourselves because, you know, that animalistic come out. You know, I know y'all have heard Eminem talk talk about we like, you know, we on that hunt. Sometimes, man, you know, you you be in the mood and you see something, you're like, God, man, I, you know, that motherfucker right there, fine. You might say something like, hmm, hey, baby, you know, you know I can put that fire out, you know, and say something like that, you know, and it may be unwarranted. But, hell, I mean, the girl is good. All we doing is compliment. But we also, you know, we trying to jump up on that thing. Right. And and, and they like you know, it too, it, man. They did to be front and, shit. They like it. You know, so they like it because I mean, think about this, ladies. You know, when you going to the club, going to going somewhere, and you put on something that's way too short or way too tight, and you got the makeup looking right and them batting them eyes and them high ass heels on. You know, you know it may be covered up, but we ready to take it off. So you know what kind of response you're going to get when you wear that kind of stuff. You know, you're wearing it at work, you know, sneaking to the bathroom, you know, going to the bathroom, not sneaking, going to the bathroom, and, you know, guy coming down the hall, junk already getting up, you know. You know we're going right. to say something. And you learn at an early it, age, too, Buck. J- like, you learn uh, at an early age. Yeah, you saw what uh what was on the, on the, uh, on the T2Q uh page about, you know, appropriate or whatever, that, that young chick. Now, just imagine what she's going to look like at 18. Shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not yeah. like, you know, and see, this is this is the thing, you know. If you know you, I mean, you, you know you got equipment like that. You know what kind of response you're going to get because like us guys, y'all women have taught, taught certain things too. And especially if you come up in a single parent house where it's nothing but the mama there. The mama already telling you everything negative about dude, but she also telling you the same thing to how to rip our asses off too. So mm-hmm. you do you do this, you do that, you do this, you that. And see that's where the disconnect is when it comes to some of these relationships and things and why things are so jacked up now. We don't get into that because that's a no old other damn show. But the fact of the matter is there's going to be a lot of negativity, neg- negativity when you wear those kind of things and you got more equipment and stuff, and it could be a disadvantage, not necessarily an advantage because of some of the things that you've learned as you come up. So, you know, those are a lot of the negative, you know, that's why a lot of negativity you get, you know, you be at the workplace and women be talking bad about the finest woman in the place. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one of the main problems that, that these women have, the women who um, are blessed with these assets, is that 
they don't know if someone who's coming at them on the real or if someone's approaching them because of how they look. I mean, Eminem, what advice would you give to, you know, a woman who, or, you know, you have daughters, or, I mean, if how they concern when a guy's approaching them for, you know, how they look as opposed to who they are? Well, I mean, the, see, what it is, is the the, the formula, the, the perfect formula, the, the, the blueprint for the success of it already been put out there. We just done got away from it as a people or whatever. But basically, women used to be taught, and it really didn't matter what they looked like, but especially if they were nice looking, they used to be taught, regardless of what kind of bait the guy fishing with, don't just jump at the first thing he throw. So basically, you had to earn the right to even get somebody's number and all that kind of stuff. You know, it wasn't just, you know, you smiling and everything, this nigga saying all this shit like that. So that's how... You know, you figure that out real quick because, I mean, you know, um, you know, if a guy is genuinely interested, well, he's not going to be brushed off as quick as somebody who just kind of is on the hunt. Because if he's on the hunt, it's like, okay, you know, shit, this this fire ain't even, this 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 here, this here, this, this, I'm rubbing sticks together, ain't no smoke coming right here, but I think I see some smoke coming up over there. So, all right, smell you later and go ahead. But uh, but if uh, you know, but if you're really interested, well, you know, you're gonna just kind of keep coming and coming. It still don't mean the guy's gonna be a great guy and all that. But usually, that used to be the that old old way of just kind of weeding guys out who had the wrong intention, quote unquote. You know, I don't believe in the wrong intention, but that's what they say anyway. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Buck, what do you think, man? How do you tell someone how to determine if someone's coming at them for the in-between or what they really got going on about themselves? Buck? That really comes that that really comes down to you as a person because you know, you know, and, and your upbringing. Um you you hear me a lot of times on the show talk about standards, okay? You have standards, you know. Even you know, regardless of how you came up, you have there is a certain standard. You know what you like, okay? So, you know, you should be able to ward off any of these chicken heads, you know, date one, okay? Maybe not date one, but at least by date three, you're going to already, you know, if you've got any kind of common sense at all, you're going you're gonna to weed out the chicken head before before it go too deep, before you start talking about moving in with each other or, you know, you know, engagement, marriage, whatever. You should be smart enough at that point because, you know, if you have any kind of good, good upbringing, you should be able to weed them out. Um, because even if you come up in a single-parent house, you should be smart enough to know what you like and what you don't like. If you don't, then there's something wrong with you as an individual. So, you know, when you go out on a date and you know that you don't like somebody that smokes and she comes sit up there smoking like a chimney, then then it's probably not going to work out, okay? Because you, you might be, A, allergic to smoke. B, you don't like the way smoke smells in your clothes or on the person's breath. And whatever other uh, whatever other things that bother you about somebody to smoke, maybe they ain't gonna be around very much long because they already coughing. 
but yet you go and go ahead and keep dating this person, and you know it ain't going to work, then, I mean, come on. Common sense got to kick in. All right, she smoked. So, you know, that should be that should be ending at date one. So, but, you know, a lot of people just settle because they're desperate or, you know, they take other trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Know, they take other they take in their other bad habits just because, you know, they think this is gonna be good or they think they can change the person. Sometimes people don't want it, you know, you may not be there's gonna be a trade off. There's give and take in every relationship. So I think people just they just for whatever reason they just go ahead and just settle and then they know the relationship ain't gonna work, but they still keep putting time in, keep putting time in, keep putting time in. And they wasting time because time is the one thing they don't make more of. All right, cool. Cool. Beans three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. And um, Eminem, you know, people like I said mentioned earlier, some people think that men have an unhealthy obsession with women's bodies. You know, it's not just butts, but everything, but. In what way could it be unhealthy? Um, only in the only if it's to the point where you know <laughs> a guy is you know basically truly harassing a woman. I mean, the the purest definition where you actually you know slapping her ass or something like that, and it's almost like. A joker so zoned out that he don't even realize what he's doing, or or the fact that you know if he's worth any kind of money, he' about to get sued, or maybe get charges put on him. But outside of that, uh, you know, I don't see how anything with a woman is unhealthy, especially nowadays, man. Every time you look around, it's less and less heterosexual men out there. So shit, you know, I think it's really one of the last stances of men to just show some kind of prowess, man. Because uh, in 20 years, I mean, you know, once this fad go away or whatever, I don't know, you know, uh, these young pups coming up, man, I don't know. These motherfuckers, you know, might be all, you know, buying, you know, uh, holographic images and all that kind of shit. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in, enjoying the... Um, the ride with this here, you know, it's good to almost like Custer's last stand and shit. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, well, damn, you know, it's, you know, you see these damn young dudes on videos and they pants tighter than the hoes and shit like that. So some nigga talking about ass, I'm like, man, you know, shit, man, yeah, yeah, you know, you 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 might you might be part of the club. I like that, you know, shit, you know, but uh, but as far as you know, you know, other than something. You know, psychological. I don't. I don't know. You know, uh, I could see the biggest danger is kind of like you know something that was posted on the um, you know on the on the on the, on the uh, T2Q page a couple of days ago about appropriate to wear or not. You know, where uh, I had a few cousins like this man. Uh, they were very very developed, and a lot of older guys really didn't know how young they were. And they wasn't no damn pedophiles and nothing like that. They just really didn't think a girl could be shaped a certain way that damn young. 
you know, so he he like so you know, maybe that's a case of some kind of booty obsession that, you know, a guy might be kinda of blinded and just kinda of assume that if she, you know, curved up a certain way that it's nowhere in the hell she could be under this age or something like that. Now that could be a dangerous thing. Uh that that prob that probably be the probably would be the most common. That could happen to the average guy that's not some kind of weirdo or something. Because uh, okay. I know, man, shit, it ain't man. It's a whole lot of girls can fuck up a whole lot of guys, man. If they if they are in a, in the wrong venue, because if you ain't thinking somebody a certain age gonna be here, and you don't actually look like the average age expectancy to have certain shape, well, man, that that yeah. It could fuck up some guys for real. Yeah, that could definitely be unhealthy. You fool around with someone that's underage. <laughs> very unhealthy. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> very, very unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. So, especially her dad find out. And so, we'll get ready to wrap this topic up. And, Emma, and Buck, let me ask you this, Buck. And just your personal opinion, man. Um, what do you think contributes more to the perfect booty? DNA, exercise, or diet? In your personal opinion. Wow, that's really a tough question. Um, you know, I, I really think is I think it has more to do with genetics than anything else, than any of the three that you just mentioned. Because some women are just gifted, they've got that ass, and some women, they just don't have it. So I think it's really genetics. I don't think any of the other three, I mean, yeah, you can exercise and get it, you know, you know, and, you know, whatever. But I really think the genetics more so than anything else. I mean, you can, I mean, you can see, you know, you see women that, you know, the whole family, every single one of them got ass. Um, and then there's some that, you know, just, you know, got, you know, DNA, damn no ass at all. So, you know, it just really depends <laughs> on, you know, <laughs> it just depends. So, I mean, I think genetics has more to do with it than anything else because, I mean, we've all seen it. I know Q and I have seen people, you know, we, you know, we grew up, and you know we didn't have you know there was a lot of women that you know some some women in our school just just didn't they just didn't have it but then there were some good gracious of life they had plenty of it uh, I ain't gonna name no names but there was there was one because I'm trying to protect them folks and they don't they don't know we talking about them on the show but there was one girl in particular this girl could stand out she could stand at the end of the east wing you see that gap all the way at the other end. So, Q, Q knew Q know which one I'm talking about, but we ain't gonna name a name. But yeah, um, yeah. and but then there was some that just you know, you know the, the DNA came from something that Q and I did when we were kids. So you know we when women didn't, didn't have no ass, they said they got DNA. And they said what the hell that stand for? Damn, no ass because she ain't have none. So you know we had a whole bunch of them kind of sayings when we were coming up. So uh, but that was one of them. You know, and that way, you know, they didn't know what the hell we were talking about, but all our homeboys did. So, um, you know, it just, 
It's genetics more than anything else. Okay. Eminem, what do you think? DNA, diet, exercise? Uh, from puberty up to like 25 or, or maybe 30, it's all, you know, DNA. After that, it comes into exercise. Because what happens, a lot of chicks going to go two ways, you know, especially after they have kids or whatever. They, uh, if they put on some extra pounds or whatever, you can still tell they got booty, but it's kind of like it ain't accented as much. But, you know, um, the ones after 30 that, that, that already got ass, but they kind of, you know, keep their stomach flat and stuff like that, well, it's going to kind of like overly come out because it's going to have that tone look. You know, the legs under it going to be toned and the stomach over it going to be flattened. So now it's just like, you know, bam, you know, the butt is actually bigger than what it was when she was in high school. But now, you know, she, you know, hitting the gym and, uh, you know, eating, uh, you know, Brussels sprouts and shit every day, so you know, so it ain't a lot of grease around that shit. Now, now it's, that shit done turned to muscle, uh, and we kind of see this with uh, like Serena Williams. I mean, you know, genetically, she got ass, but you know, but being an athlete, so with a flat stomach and toned legs, it makes ass look even more pronounced than what it probably would be if she was just a house mom in Compton, you know, with some rollers in her head smoking a cigarette. The shit wouldn't look like that now. People just would be saying, like, man, that bitch was bad in high school. But, you know, but you know, so, you know, it's kind of like that dynamic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? All right. Oh, I just got... um. I just got tagged on Facebook in a video by Robin Peppers Hunt, uh, you know, one of the show legends out there in Bakersfield, California. And she tagged me in a video about uh, this lady who got booty injections. And now her measurements are 36, 28, 59. 59? 59? 59. I Damn, shared the video in the in the T two Q group, so you can go there and take a look at it. Um, now, when you look at what this lady has on in the video, it doesn't look bad. Now, I don't know what it looks like with her clothes off, but in the dress that she's wearing, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you could tell it's, it's too much, but I mean, it doesn't look bad. So I guess her doctor did a good job. They showed her doctor; he's kind of a weird looking dude, man. His face. Didn't even move, so you can tell he's had plastic surgery himself. But uh, I guess the last 15, 20 seconds of the video tells all because it shows her riding a bicycle. And you cannot see the seat. <laughs> but that video is too cute for those who want to look. And that's what we talked about. This woman did this because I guess she wanted to, Reaction. you know, get more attention and they showed her um, Instagram account. She has over uh, almost 400,000 followers. Yeah, and so when you're so doing that, sure. you're getting paid from advertising once you go over right. a certain amount of views, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So she knows. I'm pretty sure she's making some money off of all of this. And so, I mean, this is kind of what we're dis- we're discussing. I mean, Eminem, booty actually has an economic impact 
in a lot of different ways, not just from strip clubs, but in a lot of different ways. Oh, yeah. I mean, matter of fact, I, I share with y'all, a, 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 I won't be too long, but I, I just share with you a small segment from my past, man. I don't know if y'all ever heard of Bangor, Maine. Not Bangkok, but Bangor, Maine. Yeah, I might yep. be pronouncing it wrong, you know. But anyway, ain't no niggas in Bangor, Maine. Man, listen. See, in my past, man, I don't like a lot of uh, competition. You know what I'm saying? You know, I ain't trying to pimp in New York and, and, and all these big-ass cities and stuff like that. You know, I did a lot of pimping. Uh, well, actually, I played book probably for me with uh, Sarasota. Sarasota yep. was good to me. Um Bangor, Maine, you know, I'll take these stallions I had from deep in the country, man, these dumbass, fine as hell, cornbread-fed black chicks, and drive these white boys crazy, you know. And, uh, you know, and, you know, like I say, man, as fast as they could get their wallet out, my hoes was getting that cash, baby, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's marketable. Use what you got to get what you want. You know, I would tell them, you know. I, I would tell all my hoes, man, I set them all down. I said, listen, I, I give them parables. See, I was I was, I was was a real deal, man. I want one of these motherfuckers just hooked them all up with heroin and shit like that. I did the real shit, you know, the psychological shit. You know, I tell them, I said, listen, all of us got gifts, you know. Everybody's not going to be a doctor or a lawyer, but everybody can help get people to law school. You know, I had these hoes believing if they, you know, they fucking, they actually putting money into somebody's college fund some kind of way. You know, mainly my my kids, but you know, they fell for it. But anyway, Bangor, Maine was real good, and the, and the eyes on the motherfucker seeing thick ass, big booted ass, uh, chocolate women was just mind blowing. I mean, I just, I'm smiling just thinking about that, man. I mean, as fast as we could open the door, them motherfuckers already grabbing their dicks and their wallets. So hey. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> and look, and if and if, if, if my hose was tired, I tell them, I say, look, you know, I would always keep some um, uh, olive oil in the car. You know, I say, look, put a little bit of this on there and let the motherfucker rub it. Half the time, motherfucker gets so excited. I'm like, shit, we already done broke the trick already, and, and he, you ain't even had to do no work. This nigga already do. So, you know, the excitement. And that was a ash catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> oh, okay. This, well, this might be, this is what this is this is whether you need to do the public service announcement. So go ahead and do that before I make my comment. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> I just believe that. Look, I am. I'll be honest with you now. Does does a woman have to have something extraordinary for me to want to get with her? No. Okay. No. All right. Because there, you know, there are too many other things a lot more important. And a lot of times, a big booty comes with problems. There are a lot of big booties out there that are attached to problems. So you have to, you know, make sure you find one that doesn't have a problem. So to speak, and and but I mean, is it something that can 
mesmerize men? Absolutely. The, if the quietest you'll ever see me is when there's a twerk video on, because it's like I gotta concentrate, you know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I get quiet, you know, and it's like I don't know. Maybe it's out of respect for the boot. I'm not sure, but it's a it's a very powerful tool. Okay, but I don't think any of us will benefit from a society where People feel like, okay, it's just such a driving factor that it makes you make bad decisions. Um, it, it causes you. I saw a video on, on World Star today. This guy was crying because he got he went to jail, and his girlfriend didn't bail him out. And so he's his friends bailed him out. He's at home and he's crying on video, and it's gone viral. And he talked about how good looking his woman was and he felt like he could trust her. Alright. I mean, you know, he was a young dude, so he never listened to BBD to learn you can't trust a big button smile. But <laughs> it's like it's like, you know, we as guys make bad decisions over say over over visuals, okay? It will mm-hmm. cause us to ruin a good relationship that we have. It will cause us to throw away money that we need. It will even cause us to contract STDs that we don't want, right? And so it's something something that we need to kind of dial back a little bit because booty is like currency, okay? For women out there, if you don't know that if you got a nice behind and you're broke, it's because you're either just a nice person or you don't understand the power that you have. One of the two. Right. Because Eminem be the first to tell you that if you got a behind on you, you shouldn't be broke. Right. But and yeah, I'm not encouraging anyone. Shit. You 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 working with something, shit. Right. Yeah, and you I'm don't. You, you don't anyone to, to use it to that effect either. <laughs> I'm not encouraging anyone. I'm just 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 kinda laying it out for you. Or whatever. So I mean it's very powerful. I just think that we as guys need to dial back our obsession a little bit. I'm including myself in this and just kind of like, all right, let's slow it down because we're in such a hyper sex society these days. And me, Eminem and Buck are around the same age. So we grew up to where, you know, again, referencing Daisy Dukes to see a pair of shorts that short was seeing something back mm-hmm. in the day. You didn't get that much leg on TV. Now you get, you know, BET Uncut. If they play, if they air BET Uncut today, I'm not sure if any of it could go unblurred. You know, <laughs> I mean, I BET know, right? Uncut, when you think about it, was a decade ahead of its time. Oh yeah, really, really was. No doubt. You know, one of the best shows ever on television, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, no I tell you what else was ahead of the time too, love. You know, a couple of members of it done passed now, but, you know, the Move Some video, man, if if people want to oh, know, yeah. you know, what it's like growing up in oh, the yeah. South and, and how, you know, certain shit is, well, that was the average somewhere, anywhere in the South. It's hot, and somebody come out with something short, and you see niggas, older dudes looking at younger dudes. I mean, it's all love. Everybody's smiling and shit. That's, a, you know, 
especially the areas that didn't have like strip clubs and shit, man. That was that was man. That was the every Saturday afternoon, man. So shit. You know, that was the whole point of putting sound in your car and everything. To, you know, to, to to bring the to bring the chicks out, and Lord knows if somebody came out with no, you know, no kind of guidance and home training, they would have shorter shit on and biker shorts and the shit that most Ooh, you know Lord. girls couldn't yeah, wear and shit. shit. But they would have that shit on. And I, I ain't even start talking about freak Nick and all this other stuff. But you know, but yeah, but oh, all yeah. that stuff was ahead of the time, man. Yeah, I mean, and we, me and Keith, I know you went there too. We we can go to we can talk about Nez all day long about what oh, we, yeah. go, what we oh my god dude I mean us guys I mean we we me and Q call it levitating when we riding them girls ass on the dance floor they going all the way down the floor you yeah, attached yeah, to that motherfucker right, like you, right. like you, mean, like you've been sold on it right so, I mean, niggas sitting up there and uh, you know everybody had like uh special when like the you know the silk stuff was out shit. Man, chicks get the bag that shit up on your shit. You holding your breath and hoping your dick don't get too hard. You trying not to make sure you don't get too excited. You don't want a nut, man. Like, God oh, damn. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, people don't understand. I mean, it... have you noticed how Buck always volunteered my information in with stuff we did back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> I remember me and yeah. you. Me and Q, you I'm like, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should, I, I, let me correct that because probably, you were probably not doing that, and I was. So let me, let me strike that thought. Because, be like, I, yeah, but, I remember me, me and Q used to do lines of coke in the bathroom, sinking the room. <laughs> I'm like, man, why you dragging me in it? <laughs> That's why I said, let me straighten this up. You know, there wasn't no lines of coke, but I can, I can tell you this. <laughs> I mean, there were there were times, there were definitely times where I mean, you get man, you it, it was damn near to the point to where you you letting that female know, look, you ain't getting up out of here unless we going to go ahead and drop, you know, we gonna go ahead and drop something. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that's what it was. So and the then movie, everybody was so excited, man. You hit it right on the head. Yep. You know the the the, the natural horniness and stuff. It's just like you know. But that's what happens when shit is what I like to rephrase when it's prohibition or something. So, like, now, you know, these cats now is like, you know, you don't have to do anything to see anything. It's pretty much everywhere you look, you know. But uh, back when it was some type of restriction, it really made some fun times for more lax environments, you know. Not everywhere is lax, so it ain't nothing to just stand out, you know. You know, I mean, you know, like now... You know, you go in there, the average, uh, especially over here where I'm at, man, you know, you go to, you know, uh, any kind of convenience store or even a Walmart or something, it's like, you know, even 15, 20 years ago, that shit, you know, half the time you'd be arrested for indecency and stuff. But now it's like, you know, uh, I've seen chicks, man, with uh, leggings with holes and shit in them, you know, holes way up toward, toward the ass and stuff. It's like, shit, you know. Man, a chick walked in and... Uh, Shit, I was at Walmart late one night, and uh, man, everybody looking, security guards, and the main people that would be saying like, "Hey, you can't come in here like this," you know, thirty years ago, shit, they niggas was getting broke harder than everybody else's, you know. But uh, <laughs> but my thing was, I'm sitting up here like, right. you know, what's the point of wearing this shit in here if you gonna actually buy your own shit? You know, you don't know what you're doing. Well, you know, I just have to say, just overall, man, you, I, I just think you can break every motherfucker in here why are you spending your money that's dumb right mm-hmm. i just think that you know like guys just need to kind of just be a little more 
mindful of what we're doing, what we're getting into, because, you know, it's it's nice to look at, it's nice to appreciate, but sometimes we do a little bit too much, and it can get us in trouble, or it can, you know, show her a level of disrespect that we probably don't intend to show her. So I appreciate, you know, the ones that are out there. <laughs> and, you know, I, I you don't have to be an Instagram model. Let me rephrase. Let me express that too. You don't have to be an Instagram model to have a nice shape on you. Okay, I mean you can just be someone at a random club listening to live music, celebrating birthday in a nice dress. You know, um, that can be the case, and it can still be appropriate. So I don't want anyone to think that you have to be a certain like this fifty-nine inch. But I talked about a few minutes ago. That's not the case. No, I just think, guys, we need to not, we need to make sure we don't overindulge a little bit and put too much emphasis on it because we really don't want everyone walking around here with 59-inch butts, okay? No. We don't want it to get to the extreme because it started that way with breasts, and then you started seeing these women coming out with, you know, oh, yeah. triple M's yeah. and, and crazy alphabets, you know, and it just got stupid. Right, then uh, the... the, yeah. the, the, the... The flicks, man. They had chicks with titties so big the shit was touching the floor. Just like, damn, it ain't even. Yeah. It's like, damn, you can't even hardly look at that shit. <laughs> right. It's a freak show. Exactly. So we don't mm-hmm. want that. And there are a lot of people who are getting this stuff done, and it's actually doing more harm to them than good. So I mean, to the women out there, rock what you got. All right, just rock what you got, and whatever you have, you know, enhance that. When I say enhance, I don't mean enlarge. Enhance that look. If you're blessed with big breasts and you ain't got and you ain't got a, a big booty, then wear some low that makes you feel sexy. You know, I don't know. Um, just whatever you have that's your best feature. Make sure you lead with that. Well, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, don't think you. To be somebody that has to have it all. If you're black somewhere, don't worry about it. You know, improve somewhere else, enhance somewhere else. That's all I'm saying. All right, so we get ready to wrap things and let's see. Uh, zone coverage tomorrow. We'll wrap up the season and uh, might take a peek at some of our predictions at the beginning of the season. I'm my own way off. Um, I had the Giants win in the East. And we'll take a preview of this playoffs. I'll start playoffs start on Saturday. Playoffs. And uh, <laughs> so we'll talk about the playoffs starting this weekend um, and, and get that. So that's tomorrow on 9 p.m. Eastern on zone coverage. 2Q will be back. Um, probably looking at for T2Q to come back. So we'll be off next week. Next 16, it might be every other week in January, and then I have some guests come on in February. We got let's talk about Boys final installment, and I got a guest from um, New York, and she is really nice. Her name is uh, well, you know, I don't know if her name is Marcia or Marcia, I don't know how it's spelled, I have to figure that out, but she's real cool, she's got a sweet accent, and uh. We'll have her on the show. Talk about maybe one other guest. Probably February. 
But as long as you sign up for the email newsletter, you'll know what's going on to Q. Um, let's see. It's like a headline about Michael got accused of cheating with his wife when some video surfaced online. It appears that when he was flying into L.A. to do his sports show with Fox on weekend, he was kicking it with this lady and who allegedly didn't know he was married and had a baby back in November and all this other stuff. So her friend, I put the video online to quote unquote, I guess teach Mike a lesson about playing her home girl or something like that. And so now I guess he'll have issues like so that's a whole unfortunate situation. And uh, I, I really don't think it should be news, but that's the world we live in today. And also, I came across a story, and you can talk about it in your final thoughts, about a guy who, well, we can talk about it now. This guy has networking events uh, where white people, quote, unquote, the black person, okay? A network in Lawrenceville, Georgia, has an event called a black person, and it's to dread the devices and racist atmosphere in the country. And the the group's president just said, "Quote: Any white people who can cultivate relationships with black people don't, don't know how them to be comfortable." End quote. So they took a poll two thousand thirteen that said that seventy five percent of white people have friends who aren't who um. I'm sorry. It's seventy percent of white people who don't have friends that are not white. So they're trying to fix this. So, but also with you, man, is this a real life episode of Get Out? Or is this idea to have white people who are interested in doing this networking a little bit to meet some minorities? You got to repeat that entire question because you broke up so bad I can barely. Yeah, it's breaking up real bad. I thought it was my phone, but I can hear Buck real clear. You got me now? You got me? Yeah, just. Yeah, just try to okay. just re-say the question. All right. Do you think this idea of meet a black person network event actually bit some people, or do you think it's just something to get headlines, so to speak? Um, you talking about as far as white people trying to network get to know black more black people? people? Because they, yeah, because a lot of white people just don't know black people. Well, I mean, in today's society, I mean, I don't think they've ever known black people, just <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, there's a lot of assumptions, okay? And, you know, everybody's different. It don't matter what color you are, whether you're black, white, Chinese, Indian, Haitian, whatever. But the thing is that a lot of people do a lot of assuming, you know, just because of the stereotypes that you hear everywhere. So they just naturally assume. Um, they assume that, you know, we all like chicken. We all like loud music. You know, we all can dance. We all can run fast, jump high, whatever. You know, all this stereotypical bullshit, okay? But, we, you know, we, they all think we want big-ass rims on our cars and all the other shit. But they don't think, you know, I like a nice house. I like nice furniture. I like my house to be clean. Uh, you know, I like, you know, I like nice things just like everybody else does. I don't necessarily want big rims on my car because I don't want all the damn attention, attention and being 
back in two or three days. Um, you know, it's like uh, I mean, I just there's this certain thing. I mean, the, the assumption assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. You cannot assume, okay? So just because you hear these things doesn't mean that these things are true. So, you know, it's just like I hate it when some people, you know, white people say, that, oh, I got black friends. I grew up with black people and all that kind of stuff. That don't – what do you got to do? You got to – you asking for my approval? No, you don't need my approval. You I mean, it, it shows in your actions. When you tell me that, that means you don't give a damn about me. Okay, that might be an assumption. But at the same time, I mean, be real. And being real is not telling me you grew up with black people or you did a lot of stuff for black people. Being real is not even mentioning it. Okay. Because if you're not mentioning it, you see me as a person. Well, I I guess what kind of got me scratching my head is that if I'm just going to flip the coin, I mean – you know, if if I wanted to meet somebody from another culture, I don't have to go to an event titled, like, meet a black person or meet a white person or meet a Chinese person. It's just like, you know, in every, you know, I ain't going to say major city, but just a shit, you know, pretty much anywhere there is a mixture of something. If you really want to know what it's like to see somebody else or whatever, you know, it's like, well, even if you didn't go to school with certain people or whatever, you can go to sporting events where, you know, most of the players, if it's football, probably going to be black anyway. And, you know, just kind of like sit where the black people sitting and you'll see a variety of stuff. You're going to see the people that fit the stereotype. You're going to see somebody that might look like Steve Urkel, you know, so – if you have an event just for that, the scary part is that is, you know, you know, Buck made a good point. It's just like, you know, you got all types of black people, but then you got black people that do fit the stereotype. Then you got black people like me that fit the stereotype, but it's just like it's more than just one side of that, though. I'm not just one-dimensional like that, you know. Um, but the best way to do stuff is just let it happen natural, you know, just like um, – don't segregate yourself, you know. Yeah, don't. I mean, don't get to the point where you like, well, you know, there's places you can go and be around other cultures and be safe, and there's other places you can go. Like a black man wouldn't have to, if, if you know, if I wanted to uh, mingle with white people or somebody, with, you know, of a, Another ethnic group, I mean, I'm not going to go to nothing extreme. I'm not going to go somewhere where it's like a, the first thing I see is a big-ass rebel flag. I'm going to go somewhere more, you know, kind of moderate, mainstream, kind of like, you know, the Fondren area, uh, you know, uh, you know, regional or something like that, where it's just like what I call regular people. Same way with black people. I mean, you don't want no, you know, white couple to go to some, you know, you know, uh, pool hall, and you know you got guys slinging, cracking weed at the at the front door. You know, you rather go to something more, you know, you know, watered down, like a, you know, uh, a HBCU school event where you see college students. So with college students, you might see some things that you were curious about, but for the most part, it's going to be a big difference between the way college students act. Even the ignorant college students ain't going to be like a ignorant nigga who ain't, you know, who 
dropped out of school in the seventh grade, started selling dope, well, you might get shot. See what I'm saying? So you don't have to go to the extreme, but just let it kind of have natural. But it's almost exactly. this. It's almost like an insult to have an event say, "Hey, come meet some black people." Hey, come meet some white people. That's that's kind of extreme there. It is extreme. I mean, in a lot of ways, you know, you have to put an event like that together for you to meet different cultures. That is almost an insult in a lot of ways um, because, you know, it's like you said, Eminem, you've got to be natural about things. You know, you, it, we, we're, in, we're, in a whole new, you know, we're in a whole new century. We're in the whole, you know, second, you know, the second decade in this century. And we should not be having to have events to meet different cultures. I mean, things should. I mean, we shouldn't even be having the. We shouldn't even be having the, you know, racial type discussions at this point. But we are because, you know, that's just how it is. But, you know, it should happen naturally. And my main thing is don't assume anything, you know, because if you assume things, you're depriving yourself of a great human experience. I mean, there's always something that you can learn from each ethnicity that's out there. And, I mean, whether it's from food, whether it's from personality or whatever the case may be, don't shortchange yourself because you broaden your horizons when you meet new people, meet different people that are not like yourself. And who knows? I mean, you may be knocking, you mean knocking your blessing away by hating somebody because of their ethnicity. All right, all right, good stuff, good stuff. And we'll get ready to wrap this up. Final thoughts. Uh, well, no need to address the networking thing. Give your final thoughts on what we discussed about this society and success with the booty, uh, economic impact. <laughs> Go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> Give your <laughs> go ahead and give a look. I mean, it, it affects the economy. It affects just it has an overwhelming kind um, on today's society, thanks to social media and more. But uh, go ahead on your final thoughts. You know, it's funny. It's funny that you said economic impact because it, I mean, for you to even say booty and economic impact in the same sentence, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Um, you know, women out there, I mean, look, for for a long, long time, I mean, all those guys we had that animal instinct and when you when one woman that doesn't have and the other one that does and we say how fine she looks and all that kind of stuff, that puts the thought in the head of the one that doesn't. So now she has to think she has to outdo the other one that has all the attributes. That's how all this stuff starts. Um you know, women really and truthfully, be yourselves. Sport what you got, because I mean, it's it's you know it's a it's a health problem too, when you go out there and do too much of this stuff, and then you just you know you're not yourself anymore when you get too much of this stuff done. You know, some women are blessed with it, some women are not. That's what makes it different. That's what makes everybody different. That's what makes everybody unique. And you know what? Just because she's got a little bit more ass than you do don't mean that I don't want you because she got more ass. So, you know, it's out there. So you just think about that. Try not to fall into the trap 
of um, all the stuff out there. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of women that go out there and they change themselves because it, it is an economic impact. Um, women do make money by having big ass, big titties, and all that kind of stuff. And but at the same time, you know, when it all boils down to it, we want something that's classy. Um, we want a woman that's classy that um, you know fits our standard. And you know, hopefully, people have good standards, but there's some people that sell. So just remember that when you before you know you alter yourself to the point to where you know you don't look like yourself. But I'll keep it short because I know Eminem needs the time. <laughs> but um, but I can say this. I mean, in the words of Eminem, you know, there's a, there's a law that needs to be signed. Okay, there's a law that needs to be signed. Amen. And that bill, that bill is thirteen thirteen, and you know we won't have to worry about all these. You don't have to worry about all these booty augmentations and titty augmentations. If it's out there, if it's out there, and we legalize it, we won't have nothing to worry about. I had to steal that from you just one time. Right, right. Oh, oh man, I, 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 I love it. The only thing I wish, I wish Q did hit you with the applause. That, that was beautiful, man. I know, right? <laughs> I never I had to take. I had to take it one Before I get to you, and before I shut things down, let me go back to the six on one area code, uh, to my home state of Mississippi, and bring on my man Ryan. Ryan, what's going on, bro? Man, not much, brother. I appreciate you bringing me on, man. I always enjoy you guys. I caught the tail end of it. And what is 1313? What's that? Eminem, you want to give All right. Listen. Now, okay, of course, Ryan, you know me. But now, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I'm a very insightful guy, but I found a way to totally fix every problem in the United States. Really, well, I ain't going to say across the world, because the world already fixed in most places, but us. But by passing Bill 1313, you would automatically fix most social ills, economics, and any kind of relationship um, problem that the Western world has ever seen as far as the United States. Bill 1313 basically totally legalizes the sale of one's personal parts. So basically, prostitution is 100% legal. And what that would do is it would create like a filtration process. So everything that's an impurity would be, you know, you're either going to be a trick or a john, and everybody else in between will be, you know, regular people that, you know, have, uh, you know, no kind of false ambitions or or whatever. It ain't won't be, if a chick just want money, she ain't got to play, play, you know, play like she's pregnant for you just to try to lock you down and all this bullshit. If a guy just want the woman, he don't have to fake it until he, you know, get it and, and pass it on and leave her heartbroken. See what I'm saying? So it's a win-win for everybody. That's what 1313 is. Hmm. I think I kind of like 1313, but, but I'm going to have to be in the closet with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I got you. Hey, I got you. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Ryan. Now, 
for those okay. of you who aren't familiar with Ryan Phillips, um, you probably should be. He's a uh, social media icon, a uh, legend. Uh, Ryan, let me uh, ask you, man. So many times we see some women who feel like as long as they got a nice booty, that's all they need. You know, that there's really nothing else required of them. What do you think has caused this type of mindset, in your opinion? Um, first of all, we did that. Men, we did that. And okay. the um, and I believe the follow-up to that is social media came along, and it gave everybody um, relevance. It gave them a sense of importance or a sense of, Belonging to this um, this uh, this order of of what is it? You know, it's just it's just it gives women this false sense of oh man, I can't find my words right now. But it's like this sense of being just being relevant, you know, uh, or you know, a value system. Like the bigger the butt, the bigger the, the more likes you get, or the bigger the uh-huh. butt, the the more things you can get out of life, or you make them get in two clubs a night because your butt was big, but the lady with the with the tiny butt, she only can get in one because the bouncer really like her. I mean, we put these things in place for these women to thrive in. We we did that. I mean, we put a value on that. You got a big butt, you know, you get 520 likes. And we're not even talking about money. This is just likes. You know, I think social media created this stuff, man, but we started it. I mean, we, we were guilty. You got to think about how, to, how, how it changed. And it changed right before our eyes. I was watching uh, some 90s R&B the other day. I was watching some Jodeci videos. The women, the video girls that were in the videos almost showed no ass at all. Now, they may have something on skinny. You know, I'm going to show them real short, and it was tight. But they showed no ass at all. They were actually pretty. And a lot of them wore their own hair or or at least an extension. But it it looked like their own. Once that started to change... And and some video vixens started to get a little bit more attention. Then Instagram came out, and they were taking pictures. I mean, it gave people this this hope that maybe I can get noticed too. But I feel if a woman, if that, if she feels that's all she has to bring to the table, I don't have a seat for her. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so how do we walk it back? I mean, if men created it. How do we get back to where we were or can we get back? Because if you say anything to a woman criticizing her looks or how she allows her looks to dictate how she acts, then you're the bad guy. Uh, Good point. I don't believe that. I don't think it's reversible. I I, I really don't. I really don't. I I, I mean, unless something, man, it'd have to be like a a paradigm. Something would have to dramatically change. I mean, unless strip clubs go away, social media goes away. <laughs> I, I, I I can't see it, man, because, I mean, you know, the stuff that I do on, on social media, man, if, if I make a so-called positive post, even if I talk about some of the sisters that have um, graduated from um, Ivy League schools or the the, uh-huh. the lady who was, I mean, the little girl who was just 16 and got into all the Ivy League schools, that hardly gets any play. Nobody pays attention to it. It's always, if it's nothing sexual or something dealing with some type of money, it gets overlooked. I think, you know, our, it's just, our culture is just, 
it's it's gone, man. It's I, I don't think I don't think we can reverse it. I really don't. I really don't. Mm-mm. Eminem, any suggestions? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much um, what what has to happen. Um, really, the the um, well, outside of thirteen, thirteen, the you know, the, the the only real solution, and this came out in the sixties during the Black Power movement, where um, basically niggas have to die so black folks can live. So pretty much under that same premise, you know, um, there has to be enough knowledgeable, culturally strong, positive, confident individuals. They don't necessarily all have, just have to be black, but enough people have to basically take a stand and not against something, but just enough people have to say, hey, you know what, that's a great point. And I totally agree. So when I see something like the, um, you know, the, the see, I put like the, the like, and Ryan has some excellent points. Uh, sound like he had some great teachers at one time. But, uh, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like the point he made about, you know, getting likes and stuff like that, you know, and and the, and the young lady. The 16, you know, got accepted to all the schools. Now, it's funny because if if Ryan or anybody had that same conversation individually with just a random 100,000 black people, even though that's almost impossible to do, you would get all kind of amens and, yeah, man, that's great. Yeah, man, that's great. Okay, so why can't you just click like then? You see what I'm saying? But if it's like uh, some hoes in the hood fighting and, I like shit like that too, but I'm saying it's like consciously those of us who have conscience have to just make it our responsibility to show other people that, hey, it don't take somebody else to to tell us the good things about us. We have to show respect for ourselves. So the same way people have to beg people to exercise their right to vote because people die for that shit, well, I guess the next revolution is going to be getting people to be like, hey, you know, social media is fun, it's cool, but at the same time, if you see something that reflects your culture positively, go ahead and promote that too so you don't have to have an event just for, hey, we need to have an event so you can see how there are some black people who do act a certain way or or, are, you know, able to eat with a fork or whatever the deal is. You know, you would know these things. You know, but that's our responsibility. We can't leave that up to other people. We have to do that for ourselves. So, uh, but it's sad, though. I mean, it, you know, the whole thing is sad. And uh, now as far as the booty part, that's not sad. But it's just sad how it takes something so superficial to get attention, but things that should be more substantive we don't really care for. But now I think this is kind of like a fad because, uh, and uh, Buck and Q, I know y'all remember this too. You remember toward the the latest part of the '80s or whatever when uh, contacts came out, and you know, of course, you always have had black people with, even in Africa, there are certain tribes with green eyes and shit. But you know, and and with uh, you know, with with, with damn near every American being you know multicultural, really ge- genet- genetically, you know, you might see somebody with hazel eyes or whatever. But anyway. 
it was a trend where, you know, it was this thing about buying contacts, and they wasn't because you needed glasses. It's, you know, they had the, all the different colors and all that. And then that kind of just, I ain't say it totally went away, but that kind of just died down. And then it kind of turned to the hair and, you know, nice on the booty. So the next phase might be, you know, uh, you know, something else for a second or whatever. I mean, it's not going away, going away, but I think it's, it's kind of at its peak now. I think it's going to kind of evolve into something else pretty soon, you know, so. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, economics and all that, man, you know, you know, uh, you got some dumb holes out here to keep it blunt, you know. You know, it's like to have all that and you still – on Section 8, and you ain't advanced yourself, that, to me, I don't understand it because one thing about it, I think all these, some of these dumb hoes need to read the biography on Anna Nicole Smith and some of these other people of other cultures who use their bodies and beauties and sex to get them to the next level. You know, you don't just do all this to have babies just for some random dude and you still broke. You're still in the project. You still haven't made a come up. Hey, use what you got to get over. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't just selling it, get something for it. You know, just don't just don't just be, you know, the the chick that got all the likes, but you still don't even have a fucking washing machine at home. That's absolutely asinine. You know, shit, you got all that ass and, and, and all these old retired men that you can just bring your ass in a barbershop. At least you can get a washing machine. I say, bitch, let's go to Cowboy Maloney. You know what I'm saying? You can't even do that because you're so damn dumb. But, uh, you know, hey, you know, that's why, you know, a lot of these chicks always need a guidance and they need a guide in life. They couldn't handle doing this shit on their own. Now, you know, I'm long out of that business, but I'm just saying, you know, it just, you know, people want to be independent, but little independence and guidance. You just got a bunch of dumb, fine assholes everywhere and they still broke. They ain't advancing. Ain't got nothing to show for it. Now that's sad. So, um, but uh, strong you know. statement. Yeah, very strong. You know, thirteen, thirteen to solve all that though. It'll wipe it out. Cause you know, you you put them them dummies will be in their place on that damn sidewalk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you didn't go there. Oh, Lord. I. <laughs> And, well, I just think that, uh, I mean, overall, like I said, I, I do think that society, especially black society, I mean, let's, let's not act like that's not the case. So, you know, we guys are way too obsessed and um, it's just, it's caused a problem that's spun out of control. And now, I mean, we can't do anything with it. Now you have children, girls, nine, 10 years old doing back shots. You know, and, and and selfies and stuff like that, and it's just it's way too much emphasis on it. Um, I mean, like I said, I can appreciate it like the next man, but it's just way too much emphasis on it, and it's caused a problem within the dynamic between black men and black women and how we relate to one another. So, but Ryan, I appreciate your two cents, man. If you want to throw out some social media information, Twitter or something, man, feel free to do that. Okay. Well, um. Just Ryan Phillips on Facebook, man. I'm, I'm, I just, I browse Twitter a little bit, man. But um, just Ryan Phillips on Facebook. Um, I do want to say this, man. Um, every time I catch you guys' show, man, I love it. 
Uh, it's very insightful. It's it's actually, man, it's very refreshing from the stuff that, that I do because I do a lot of ratchet stuff, you know, to be honest. But, I mean, y'all know that. But I like to hear <laughs> brothers that are conscious of of everything, you know, and, and give that insight, man. I mean, it's it's very refreshing to hear this. And it needs to be shared, and I'm I'm gonna do my best to share it more often. Um, I just I just I just like it, man. I love it, man. We need more of this. Um, and I gotta apologize because I have not been following the show as, as the best as I could have. I will from for now because I love it, man. We need more dialogue like this. We need that, man. And I just want to say every time I call, man, you guys put me on the panel, and I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. All right, we appreciate you, man. And uh... I got an email newsletter over at TalkToQ.com, so um, if people sign up for the email newsletter, they'll know when the show's coming out and know what it's about and all that stuff, but uh, I definitely appreciate the love, man. No problem. Thank you. Shout out to, shout out to Eminem. I just figured out really who you were, man, because I'm not used to M and M, you know, but um, yeah, man, but hey, yeah. yeah, I remember. I'll be looking for that too, man. Yeah, 13th, 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 letter. Thirteenth letter of the alphabet. M&M. Oh yeah, two times. Okay. But uh, <laughs> can I say this real quick, Q? Go ahead. Uh, for the listeners out there, you know, we know we talk about all this boot and stuff like that. But just for the record, and just and this kind of back up books uh, point about stereotype or whatever. Just for the record, uh, that when I was dating, and even though after I, you know, married, I always was into petite chicks. So you know, hey. It kind of went against the grain, you know. Still got much love for the big booties and all that, but uh, you know, I was always into the Jadas and the T-Bars and that kind of thing. So, you know, so it kind of go to show you that you know, it's, it's different flavors out there still at Baskin Robbins. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know, how many licks do it take to get right. to the end of Tusa Pop? That's all that matters. <laughs> Which is why I was stressing earlier: women shouldn't feel the need to go as far as having surgery. And things of that nature, because there's somebody for everybody, you know. Right. So okay, don't go changing and your it, bodies and doing all that unnecessary stuff, trying to be like the next person. You know, will it get you more likes on IG? Yeah, but it ain't gonna get you a husband. You know, there's no guarantee in that. And then, then at least get some out of the shit, though, man. To do all that just to say you did it and you still in your same predicament—that is just absolutely crazy. <laughs> all right. Well, um, Eminem, go ahead and give your final thoughts, man, and we'll go ahead and shut this piece down. Oh, man, great show, man. Uh, you know, uh, great to have Ryan dropping in for a hot second. Uh, you know, of course, you know, Buck always represent hard for the for the Emerald Coast and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I know we don't have a – I think this is show, uh, what it was, 740-something, Q? This seven fifty five, I think. Yeah, so you know, seven fifty four. So you know, I know uh, two twenty is that magic number, you know, and uh, you know, and then everything on, you know, just kind of evolve into something else and take a turn. But like I say, man, you know, this this gave a big stage to a lot of people, and uh, you know, especially cats like myself. You know, what I'm saying I, I love it. I mean, this this is everything to me. And my man K the whole night, so I'm a Enjoy what I can and uh, everything and uh, but you know, but as far as the 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 the, the topic itself, you know, you know, you need to be happy with what you got. You know, uh, now that don't mean 
don't improve yourself, you know, you know, you know what what man don't want to or what man or woman don't want to improve themselves. I mean, there's nothing wrong with improving yourself, but don't get to the point where you think you got to be like somebody else because you know, it used to be a saying back in the day now, way back, you know, usually if she was uh, usually if a chick was that damn fine, she probably was you know, there used to be a saying, you probably had to put a bag over her head and all that because she probably was so damn ugly. But, you know, every now and then you see somebody with total package. But usually it used to be, you know, uh, you know, she got good hair, she probably ain't got no ass. If she, if she fine as hell, she probably ugly or, you know, uh, whatever. You know, then sometimes you see somebody with the whole package. But if you use, if you learn how to use what you got, you're going to pretty much be able to get what you want, literally. You know, use what you got to your favor. That's one thing. That I always share with people that 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 I love a lot about Michael Jordan, because with him, even though we're not talking about sports, but but you know, anything dealing with women is pretty much like a sport anyway. But what he would do, he would use his strongest point to your weakest point. So that's what you do. You know, it's like hey, you know, you don't sit up here and don't have the shape for something, and you're gonna come out with some booger shots and. You know, one of the one of the funniest things to look at is when you see a chick that's this 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 way too heavy but don't have like a shape to go with. You know, some girls are heavy but you're just like, damn, they still manage to have a shape. Then you got others that have no ass at all, the ass on their back and then they wanna wear like some kind of halt the top with some kind of uh, um spandex shorts and all that kind of shit. See, nah, 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 nah. Use shit to your advantage. And, and that's what happens when a lot of chicks don't have, you know, dads and shit like that. It's like, you know, they get to just trying to guess what a man thinks instead of having their own confidence. But, you know, but so much for that, man. I, I you know, I, I leave that that kind of stuff to these, you know, motivational shows and stuff. I'd rather just keep it real. You know, basically, if your ass got an ass and you broke, you are a goddamn joke. You need to be selling that chunk, getting what you want for it, or something. You know, you know. If you a hoe, be good at it. You know, if you a broke hoe, you dumb as hell. You need a pimp. But uh, but you know, but uh, you know, I can't run. I can't run you no more. My day's gone. But uh, you know, but great show, man. I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to these next ones coming up, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if Ryan's still around, but, you know, we got zone coverage too. Now you do zone coverage too, man. That's like, uh, that's, that's like ESPN, NFL network and everything else rolled up in one, man. Great, great. Yeah. Topics on that. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah zone so coverage is Wednesdays at 9 PM Eastern. But, uh, yeah, that's a lesson from the, for the day, boys and girls. Eminem said, if you're going to be a hoe, be good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's right? the lesson of the day. <laughs> and the moral of the story is. <laughs> and the moral of the story is, do not die broke, bitch. <laughs> Basically, what he's saying is, if you're going to get it, do something with it. All right. All right. All right. So, all right, fellas. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, I caught a lot of the uh, branded shit up today, man. It was pretty interesting uh, seeing you two discuss what y'all were talking about. And she got a little heated. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ryan cracks me up, too, because it's like when someone gets heated with them, Ryan's like, sister, sister, 
sister trying to call him. <laughs> trying to calm him down. But uh yeah, but I I appreciate you fellas coming on and um good to chop it up with you. And like I said, we'll be back on January the sixteenth with another topic. I might flip the script and talk about men who lead with their wallets. You know, we might talk about that or something. But uh, in any event, I want to thank all of you listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. And ladies, I would love to get more of you all in here. Take a listen and give your two cents. Um, I know some of you women like to listen. I get comments in my inbox or on Facebook or something. But, uh, you know, feel free to press one and chime in now and then and give your two cents because, you know, we guys going to tell how we see it. So if you have a different perspective, you know, I like to hear it. You have the form to do it here. And um, I'll make sure you're uninterrupted and you can give your two cents and we'll hear it from another angle. So don't be afraid to call in. Anyway, go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for the email newsletter. Follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. Everyone have a great evening. Happy New Year to everyone out there. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Carly, go ahead. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out there as they can get.